0: 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. There was
1: a big Supreme Court case today involving Lori Smith. She is an evangelical Christian graphic artist from Colorado who does not want to create wedding websites for same-sex couples and um, this is similar to the uh, the cake case that came up before the court a few years ago but we're going to talk about it. there's some interesting audio on a kind of play here but i'll have zach smith kind of walk us into it zach is a heritage scholar has been following the arguments hey zach how are you welcome to 97.1 fm talk here in st louis
2: I'm doing okay. Thank you so much for having me on this
1: evening. I have a little bit of Gorsuch, you know, with the, um, the guy from Colorado, Eric Olson, that I want to play in, here in a second. But set this case up and the, uh, the particulars of it, how it may differ from that previously uh, referenced case in Colorado with the cake baker as well.
2: Sure. So I think this is really a continuation of that previous case with Jack Phillips, the cake baker. The court in that case did decide in Jack Phillips' favor, but they did so on very narrow grounds. And they didn't reach the real core issue in that case, whether or not his being compelled or Colorado's attempt to compel him to make cakes for same-sex sex weddings would violate his First Amendment rights. Well, that issue is now squarely before the court in a slightly different context. Lori Smith, as you mentioned, she's a website designer in Colorado, and under Colorado's interpretation of its anti-discrimination statutes, she would essentially be compelled to create websites Uh, wedding websites for same-sex couples, which she says would violate her core religious beliefs and, more importantly, for purposes of this case, would violate her First Amendment rights not to be compelled to speak in support of something that she disagrees with. So that's really the crux of the matter, and that is what the majority of the argument at the Supreme Court today focused on.
1: So this is Kristen Wagner. She's the attorney for Lori Smith.
3: Lori Smith blends art with technology to create custom messages using words and graphics. She serves all people deciding what to create based on the message, not who requests it. But Colorado declares her speech a public accommodation and insists that she create and speak messages that violate her conscience.
1: All right, Zach, hang on. I want to play a little bit more audio here. So this is Neil Gorsuch, Justice Gorsuch, with um, Kristen.
4: What do we do about this level of generality problem, if you will, where people slide back and forth based upon their priors? How do we avoid that as a court? What rule would you have us draw
3: The court should follow a rule that says if the speech is being created and there's an objection and that objection is contained in the message, it is protected speech. Justice Kagan. The florist, the baker, and the guy who provides the chairs are also providing the services in a wedding that they don't like. Um, uh, So why are they any different? The person providing the chairs isn't providing speech, but when you are engaging in symbolic speech, whether that be through the creation of a custom wedding cake or a custom wedding website, you are creating speech.
1: You agree with that?
2: Well, I think Kristen Wagner certainly has the better argument here, and it's more closely aligned with prior Supreme Court precedent. I mean, look, think about how radical a position would be If the government could force you to support something that violates the core tenets of your religion, that's something you'd expect to see in communist China, not in the United States of America.
1: So let me me play. I don't know if I completely understand this exchange just because I didn't hear all the arguments. But this is um, Eric Olson, who is the uh, the attorney for the state, talking with Gorsuch.
5: You can choose the content of what you sell, you just can't what you say who you sell to okay right and so you could say i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on these things and uh but i need to sell that to everyone even if the person who wants to buy it is a member of a religious faith that i disagree with that, so That's I fine. Will,
4: i will write a press release for many faiths and many belief systems that are cons- but they have to be consistent with mine and i won't do it if it offends my religious faith good to go
5: so long as you sell that to everybody. Yeah, it
1: sounded like Mr. Olson was struggling there a little bit, but can you can you flush that out, that argument that Gorsuch was making a little bit or not? Right.
2: Well, look, I think we have to step back and go to kind of the 40,000-foot perspective, if you will, and understand essentially what Colorado is arguing. And this is actually a stunning admission that Eric Olson, the Colorado Solicitor General, made an oral argument today that in the view of Colorado, opposition to same-sex marriage is essentially the same as opposition to interracial marriage, the same as, you know, the racist policies that others have adhered to in the past. And that's just not true, you know. It's well established that people can have good faith disagreements in this area. That you know, same sex marriage does violate the core tenets of many uh, people of faith. Uh, but look, what's really key here, and I think what Justice Gorsuch was trying to tease out in that exchange is Laurie Smith and others who may object to participating in same sex weddings. But certainly, in this case, on the facts of this case, Laurie Smith isn't refusing to serve gay or lesbian customers. This fact is undisputed that she will create and has created other websites Uh, for gay and lesbian uh, customers who come to her. What she will not do is create websites supporting same-sex marriage. And so the core issue in this case is not that she's refusing to serve particular customers. It's that she's refusing to endorse a particular message, which violates the core tenets of her faith. And I think that's a critical distinction here, uh, that this violates her own well-established religious liberty rights and, in turn, her own rights not to be compelled to speak in favor of something to which she strongly objects.
1: So, Zach, a lot of hypotheticals before the court today. Mall Santas, for example, who might refuse to take photographs with, you know— black children justice Kintanji brown jackson brings up the mall santa says well what if a photographer wants to create the ambience of the movie it's a wonderful life and would they be able to exclude black children Uh, sam alito comes in and says by conjuring up a black santa at the other end of the mall who wanted to be free to refuse a photograph to a child wearing a ku klux klan outfit so there's all kinds of hypotheticals and in fact Lori smith's case is sort of hypothetical in and of itself because she hasn't really done this on her website has she
2: Well, no, she's actually seeking a pre-enforcement challenge. She went to court and preemptively challenged Colorado's statute. But look, we don't have to guess where Colorado is going to enforce this statute against people of faith. We saw it with Jack Phillips. And there was one exchange that Justice Gorsuch had today where essentially he said that some of the punishment that Jack Phillips had to go through was equivalent to a re-education course.
1: Let me play that. This is interesting. Here's what you're referring
4: to here. And you protect religious beliefs under the statute, right? That is one of the protected characteristics, in theory.
5: And in practice. If it wasn't in practice, we had heard about it over over the past several years, and and my friend has pointed to no example where this has been applied.
4: Mr. Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He
5: he went through a a process that ensured he was familiar
4: with. It was a re-education program, right?
5: It was not a re-education program. What do you call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused for
4: calling that a
5: re-education. I strongly quote. disagree, Justice Gorsuch. Thank
4: Which, you, I Mr. think
1: George. Justice Gorsuch—I'm just going to call that one as I see it. I think Justice <laughs> Gorsuch won that one, didn't, didn't he?
2: A hundred percent. I mean, look, I, I want to be clear. What a lot of these lawsuits are about— are not really about making sure that gay or lesbian individuals can be served uh, at their weddings or elsewhere, it's undisputed. There are ample uh, individuals and vendors who are willing to provide services to those couples, even at their same-sex weddings. What this is really about is forcing people of sincere religious faith to essentially kowtow uh, to the whims of the day. And if they don't, they could potentially be faced with years of litigation, ruinous fines and penalties, and that is a very troubling prospect uh, for people of faith, and really for all Americans as we, you know, look into the future.
1: Well, and, and let's face it, like in in the the previous case with the uh, with the cake and Mr. Phillips, he was. I mean, the other side was kind of going for a case there. They wanted something that they could kind of pin right. their hopes on, right? He was targeted.
2: A hundred percent. And look, it's the same thing with Lori Smith and Jack Phillips. It's undisputed. Jack Phillips wouldn't bake a cake for a gay or lesbian customer. He just would not bake one for a same-sex wedding because that violated his religious beliefs. And so, again, these are targeted lawsuits designed essentially to punish people of faith and to force their compliance, even if it means violating their own religious beliefs.
1: So is there, in your mind, Zach, is there another analogy that would fit with that particular description in this sense? Because there was, you know, an attempt by some members of the court today to basically say allowing her to post on her website that she would not create websites for same-sex couples would amount to an announcement of illegal discrimination similar to a white applicants-only sign. That was the case that some were making before the court today.
2: No, that's not true at all. And again, it goes back to distinction. She's not refusing to provide services to certain individuals because of any status. She's refusing to endorse a message that conflicts with her own religious belief her own views and that's a key distinction that status based uh, discrimination that we've seen in the past and this refusal to endorse a message that conflicts with her own beliefs to my mind those are two separate things and i think legally uh, those are two very different things as well
1: and the expectation just hearing the tone of the you know debate today before the court the court and the arguments is that you know she's going to win this case right Laurie Smith's going to win well, he-
2: in all likelihood. I, I, I hope so. I think so. I'm hesitant to read the tea leaves these days, uh, but it seemed to me like there were at least six justices on the court uh, who were very troubled by the prospect of forcing someone to endorse a message with which they disagree.
1: Hesitant to read the tea leaves because of the midterm elections and that disaster. That that would be why I'm not making any predictions right now.
2: Just in general over yes. the past two and a half years.
1: Uh, yeah, no, and I get it. It's tough to call these things. Well it's an interesting case and it is very nuanced. And those were, you know, I, I didn't get to hear a lot of the arguments, but just from the sound bites I played in reading some of this case, that this seems to be a real interesting one before the court and obviously very, very different perspectives from the liberal members and the conservative members.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And regardless of what happens, this is going to have ramifications for many, many years to come. It's a so very important, you know, there are religious liberty undertones to the case certainly, but the core issue in this case is a first amendment free speech issue. And so it could have broad implications in many areas uh, in free speech uh, going forward. Hey, Zach,
1: I saw one reference, too, that I didn't realize is that Mr. Phillips from the cake-bake decision is also in litigation over something that was created or at least a request for a transgender customer.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, again, this goes back to the point I was making earlier. Unfortunately, individuals, when they've made their religious beliefs known, uh, many of them, like Jack Phillips, have been targeted. Right. And this litigation is really designed to harass and enforce compliance Uh, It seems like in many cases, rather than to vindicate any uh, true rights that may have been violated, which again is is very troubling. Yeah,
1: fascinating case. Zach Smith from Heritage. Love to have you on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Really interesting case. And we'll see what happens when the court rules on this next year. Thank you, Zach.
0: Audio cut of the day is coming up. Get more at 971talk.com